All right, so welcome everybody. I am Ken Thompson here with Lori Ruderman here from uh, Health and Human Services. So we're here talking about the uh, first application that you heard Jose Arrieta lead us into just a little while ago about applying artificial intelligence and blockchain inside of the federal government around the procurement space. So we're gonna take you through a bit of a journey on that. I know most of you are in healthcare, so how many of you have heard of a GPO? Got a couple of hands back there, don't know. The GPO is how the hospitals were all getting taken advantage of by all the vendors forever. So the, all the vendors would go to the hospitals and pitch them different prices for the same things. And hospitals were losing money and bleeding money on that. So a law was passed called the Safe Harbor Act that allowed hospitals to pool all their buying volume together to a single entity called the GPO, a group purchasing organization that would actually do all the negotiation on behalf of all the hospitals. I came out of the private sector from one called Med Assets. And so we had 1,600 hospitals, $50 billion worth of spend that we had to do our own negotiation on their, their behalf to make sure they got the best price. That's been going on for almost, uh, almost 20 years now in, in the healthcare world. It's not happening in the federal government yet. So when my CEO became the Assistant Secretary of HHS, he was asked, one of the things he asked me to come help him is said, hey, can we build a GPO inside of HHS? And I said, the answer is no. And he, he kept saying, why not? I was like, because everything in healthcare or every, everything in government, everyone knows there's too much data, there's too unstructured, it's all over the place in many different systems, and there just wasn't enough computing power to do anything with that data during all this time. So I said, if this is gonna happen, the only way it can possibly happen is with artificial intelligence and blockchain, that's it. So he finally agreed, we got a small contract going, ran a pilot to start to prove what's happening. That's where, this was like the beginning phases when Jose was beginning to negotiate coming in. So we talked about artificial intelligence to be able to manage the massive amount of data that we have. So we went through that, but we also knew we needed to have a means by which to collectively go after all the different negotiation pieces. So we'll talk about in HHS, 26 different operating divisions, staff divisions. They had $24 billion in spend. So if you think about that sort of thing and what was happening. So we're gonna take you through, this is not notional. You're gonna see some live data here. You're gonna see some actual outputs from what we've actually built is now operational. This now actually up and on the data layer that uh, Oki and uh, Jose built for us. So I'm gonna go really fast for this. So everybody hang on for this, let's go through it. So take you through what is a group purchasing model as a GPO actually works. But this will be modified for the federal government. So it all starts with what do you want to have? And it's everything that any business wants to have. And that is you want what you need, the best price, best place, everything, right? But how does, a, in, how does a government get there? Government always has to have a lot of tight governance. So we've built a governance called the PDC right now. So the Planning Development Committee has become the executive committee of those 26 agencies and all the heads of contracting to drive this. So this group is terribly important. They'll make all the decisions. They will set the, the, the strategy to go after, the strategy we'll talk about shortly to go through that. They'll also be making big pan-departmental decisions. So think about from that standpoint. Then we'll get into what do you do next? So we got that set up. So now you have to do what we call the, uh, the full contract scan. And, when, and we, when Lori comes on, she's gonna give you the real output of that. So you're in for a real treat to see what came out of that. But she'll talk about the fact that we loaded up 97,400 contracts into this tool, and we'll show you even how we went, built the algorithm to actually pull that off and showcase the results you're about to see. So we also gotta know what's the mission. What is the most important thing? We are HHS, we're about health and we're about humans. We're not just about saving money. 
So what's most important for them to deliver, to deliver their actual mission? It may not be a big spend item, but it may be critically important. Things like when Ebola broke out about two years ago and all the different agencies were buying their hazmat suits independently quickly at the top possible rate. Not a big spend, but a, a really bad show that we want to get, get a hold of that. So if that's most important, we drive that out of the mission, people drive that. So savings is part of the discussion, but it's last on our list of what we want to talk about. Next thing we go into is you got to build what's called the contract roadmap. So in GSA, and Gloria will show you these, there's 10 contract management categories. And so you got to put all these different kinds of things you buy into, this is a taxonomy you heard Jose talk about, build your taxonomy around, everything goes together, medical devices go together, lab supplies goes together, office supplies goes together. And then you, based on your data and your mission, decide what do you want to go after first, quarter one, quarter two, quarter three, and you begin to rack and stack yourselves around that. And then you build around those, those different categories, you build what we're calling category collaborative teams. This is a unique difference. This is different than a GPO. A GPO is fully centralized. Government doesn't like doing that. They want to have their own decision-making authority. So what we have is groups of these same, the PDC members and others will orient themselves around the category management teams that drive that acquisition for those sorts of things going forward into the future. So we will have people out of CDC, FDA, NIH leading things like lab supplies. So they'll work collabor collaboratively together to pull that off. So now you have that going. So you figure what, what you want to go after. So biggest, most important thing in the, especially the health space, is you got your requirements nailed. Same in GPO, same everywhere else. We had 1,600 hospitals have to agree upon what's the best defibrillator to use you know, for their crash carts, right? So you got to bring in the experts together to build out everything you want here. So once you think about this in terms of, now I know what I'm going after. Now, I, know, I think you know where it's going, so you're about to see this again, but in a, a more fun, specific to you space. So web crawling to be able to find everything there is to know about those products and services. Vendors use their knowledge of what they, their product and service is to their advantage. If you know more than they do about their product, it's quality, how well it's been done, their market share, everything, you beat them in negotiations. And by the way, we have now have complete mastery of price too. Public price, wherever it's been put, and everything we've ever paid for it, we have complete mastery of both. So on to the, uh, now I have my, everything is happening, now I'm going to build my contract vehicle. This is where, this is fairly straightforward. We want things we want to do is make sure we shunt volume. Just because it's the best price doesn't mean it's the best item. It doesn't mean we just want large vendors. We want to actually shunt volume to the small vendors. Very important in the federal space to be able to do that. Big thing that's different around here is we're bringing in the best vendors who now, we, they know that we know everything there is about their data, everything about the, what they've charged us. So what we bring them back together, we had, in my case, in the private sector called the SMB, the Spend Management Board. So remember those hospitals. So these vendors have to come in and literally present, in this case, it will be to that executive steering committee, the very their very best pitch on price, their very best pitch, in import very importantly, on distribution. How do they get what they need, when they need it, what's the pricing on that? So they actually come make their final pitches. And you can imagine as a vendor community walking in knowing that you're either about to get all of HHS's, HHS's volume or you're about to get none of it. So it's a very high stakes game that drives the best, best everything, pricing, value, distribution, everything. And, it's, and it takes the vendor community and really puts them in the hot seat. They're used to this in the GPO world, but in the private GPO world, but they've been padding their, their uh, 
profitability with what they've done to us because they're, as we always say, smarter sellers than we were buyers. This process, that will change. All right, now we'll go into, we award that contract. Big news is coming, e-commerce. So I want you to think about e-commerce in terms of we negotiate these contracts, we can have them set up on various sites that we have on our blockchain to be able to put them into where that contract can be bought on an e-commerce platform. And that can be multiple ones. We think about it might be a kayak kind of design to where office supplies goes to this. We go into lab supplies, goes into this sort of thing. So there could be multiple vendors on that. So we haven't even finalized where that's going, but we want it to be as simple as possible because we want to be able to be as simple as what drives human behavior and human behavior drives everything. All right. So now we have it on the e-commerce platform. Now the big thing is we got to make sure we give the vendors the volume we promised them. We said you're getting $100 million in spend. We better make sure they get $100 million in spend because if you only get $20 million, that gets out and your negotiation power shot. So we want to be able to manage and track that. And we're going to expedite a process for things like Ebola breakouts that we've heard of recently. So now you're saying, okay, okay that's great, but how does it have to do with blockchain? So let's get into that. We'll go back to the horn again. So you can learn this twice over. Now you can learn it from a, a technology sense. To enable this whole process, we have to use technology. It's just, there's too many players, there's too many things, too much data to deal with. So how are we gonna build an actual blockchain around this? So it starts with, you see on there, the new block, the, the green, and after it's already built, you see is the blue. Remember the overall acquisition strategy. What do all the operating divisions want to go after? What's most important to them for this year to target? So we build a microservice around that on the data layer, on the blockchain that Jose and Oki have built for us. We put that on there. So we say this is what we want to target. So think about this as a blockchain, as a particular acquisition moving through as a blockchain record. Next thing I do, and you, again, this looks familiar. What are the needs we have? What is the AI analyzed contract data? All coming together. And by the way, the one on the right is already built, fully operational, just so you know. So now we have that, okay? As we keep building our microservices around the horn, what's we gotta do next? We want the roadmap. We want a microservice for the roadmap. When we decide what we wanna do, we wanna have that as we're literally tracking all of our progression through as a microservice, very simple tool to follow. So now we go, we have that. What we do now, we've got category collaboratives. What do they need to be successful? They need to have their teams established and literally as a blockchain entity, a category collaborative that is a buying entity inside of this blockchain. Everybody, you guys know what I'm talking about. And the acquisition strategy and plans. So this is where inside of that category, they plan out everything that they wanna do and they're literally having their acquisition. This is going on right now in the Accelerate tool that uh, Jose Noki have already built, by the way. So. Just know this is, uh, this is not notional. We're live fire most of this and we're designing what we haven't, don't have yet. So now mission needs requirements. So subcommittees, now you have them on the blockchain. They are now part of the record of those acquisitions, but a full requirement is captured. Do you wanna have that on the blockchain? Not on some paper or anything, but they're going up saying, I'm acquiring defibrillators. Here are the requirements I want on the blockchain. Why is that important? Because what's the next step in the process? It's a quiz for y'all, what's next? You gotta do the web crawl, right? So I have the requirements in there ready to go and I'm able to load that in the blockchain to go out into the web, pull back in, matching everything about the requirements that we want, giving us the information we need in a very simple, you know, defined way. So now to build a contract roadmap, intelligent RFP design development. 
there's so many reuse things inside of government contracts and they just all have to go and try to recreate it. What if you hit a button and said, I'm buying office equipment. So, and it gives you a pre-thought out contract based on machine learning and gives you options. Use this, this these terms and conditions, you know, this clause, what have you, have that pre-built. So they don't have to redo it every time and again and again. And RFP issuance and response. We're talking about vendor portals. We're already underway on that, right, Jose? So we're vendor portaling this so that the vendors can input their actual responses and we can actually review it and have all their data as a standing, so they don't have to re-enter their data again and again. So that's already, again, underway. Next thing is contract recommendation event. So the, recom the, you know, the actual award itself, how you process that, we want that to be very smooth and operational. But even the event package development, everything you saw before about what is it we're trying to buy, what's the, uh, you know, what are requirements, what did it say, we want that into a succinct package to give to the ESC or the, the buying group and say, here's a perfectly racked and stacked way to look at what we want to go after. So they're pre-briefed basically with all the data. So imagine you're sitting there and again, those vendors are walking in the door getting ready to present and you got them right there and you have everything that's ever been known about the product they're trying to pitch you on. And they say, oh, we can't deliver that in two days. And you can say, as a matter of fact, here's four people you did, you did it in one day for. So don't tell me that, right? So you, you have complete mastery. So it changes the whole dynamic of vendors having all the information, all the power, all the thing cloaked. Now we have everything. So. Very proud from that. E-commerce, you can imagine the kind of things you want to do around the EDI, contract data, issuance, interference there as well, and then the transaction itself. So you want to obviously microservice that out so that we have a good way to collect that. And then finally, you go into what we talked about, and that's contract administration, continuous compliance monitoring, right? How good are we doing buying from the contract? And how much are we saving? If we said we're going to save 20%, you know, have that, that dial turning. And? So that is the notional of what we're doing, but what we want to do is kind of knock your socks off a little bit with some real data and how we did it and some real actual results. So make yourselves ready for this. So I'll turn it over to Lori now. Thank you, Ken, and good afternoon, everybody. I want to welcome you. We're excited to be here today, and I know Ken has just fed you a lot of incredible information in a very short period of time. It is a bit like drinking from the fire hose, but um, we are very excited with what we've been doing. We have been working with HHS, um, and uh, Ken mentioned Jose Arrieta and Oki Mech, who have been building the blockchain, the first government blockchain that'll be in implementation in a few short weeks. And we are leveraging that technology and you're gonna see some of our results today. So what we had within HHS, what we currently have, is four different contract writing systems in one, in, in four different instances of PRISM, as well as one contract writing system called ICE that's home, home built. And we took one and a half years worth of contract data from across the department, 97,400 contracts, um, department-wide spend from CDC, FDA, NIH, all components of the department. And we fed that into IBM's Watson. This was before Jose Arrieta walked through the door. We didn't even know what blockchain was. But we fed it into Watson and we found out some very incredible things. So what we found, we used GSA's 10 categories of category management and we'll continue to use those to rack and stack our different categories so that we do flow through the government. 
And the biggest challenge was the algorithm that I, you've heard Ken talk about today, making sure that when we're comparing AEDs, we're comparing apples to apples, that we're not comparing the price of AEDs to the price of AED paddles. So it was a very challenging process to get from the high-level categories all the way down to the actual products or services that we want to compare. And that's very important because with price differences, we want to make sure that quality is factored in as well. And then we'll get some examples of output. Our favorite example is a nitrile glove, your basic examination glove. We use them all over the department in massive quantities. Some organizations buy two or three boxes at a time at the little clinic in Albuquerque. Some of them get them in pallets at NIH and CDC. So we looked at the nitrile glove. And what we found was the lowest price paid within the department was four cents per glove. The highest price paid was 49 cents per glove, and the average price paid was six cents per glove. And just to pat ourselves on the back a little bit, Amazon's average price is eight cents per glove. So we were already beating Amazon before we started looking at repurchasing. But what we found is if we had bought all of the gloves in that one and a half year period at the lowest price, we would have saved over $459,000 on a single item that we purchased within the department. So that's really powerful. If we can do that with just one item, imagine what we can do if we can get all of our spend into this model. So I'm gonna give you a couple examples, and I just want you to keep in mind, these are just a few examples. Everything we looked at, item after item after item, the cost savings were unbelievable. So we just picked a few high-level examples most people can understand, but the potential for savings is dramatic. So the first one, VMware vSphere, the highest price paid was over $1,000 and the lowest price paid was $571. That's a no-brainer, standard software. A case of copy paper, everyone buys copy paper. This is your standard letter copy paper. Highest price paid $59, lowest price paid $27. Can you imagine the amount of paper HHS uses in a year and the cost savings we could get just on that? Another one, the external defibrillators. Huge price difference, $2,600 versus $946. And RN services, just your standard nurse, $96 versus $42. And the most powerful one, the one that I think you're all gonna like, Adobe Connect 500 seat license. $18,000 versus $4,300. 322% price difference. So these are just a few examples of the tremendous opportunities we expect to see leveraging the blockchain technology that HHS is building and leveraging the group purchasing organization and layering technology through the entire process to make it quicker, automated, standardized. <coughs> And before I go into my closing, we do have a newer example that we want to share with everyone. You may be following HHS's involvement with the unaccompanied children who have been taken into care and custody of HHS as they've crossed the border into the United States. We are leveraging the blockchain technology to build a application that can be put on a smartphone so that the Secretary of HHS can sit in front of Congress and in real time pull up exactly how many children are in care, exactly where they're located, how long they've been in care, and ultimately track pricing. So this will be up and running in the next few weeks 
and it's a tremendous example of how blockchain technology is going to be a game changer for the government. So I want to thank everyone for their time and thank you to Ken for um, sharing the operating model with us and if you do have any questions I know we're running behind but you can capture us in the hallway. So thank you very much.